It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon. Simon means Simon, just in French. I want to start the show by a story that you may relate. Yesterday afternoon, I was driving around and I saw a branch of, I would say, late teenagers in a convertible. It was cold, but didn't care at all. And they were singing out loud, two boys, two girls. And I, I almost want to take a picture and post it as joie de vivre, you know, joy of life. Remember that, that I mean, because I used to do that when I was in Paris and, and even younger, you know, sing out loud, the roof down, even though it's cold out, being silly and goofy. <laughs> just, I just don't hesitate. That's the, the first advice. We got to be silly, goofy and live life because this life is too serious too many times. Anyway, back to you. You call the next. If you have a question for me, call the rendezvous, please. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Anna. Bonjour, Simon. Hello. Bonjour, Anna. What's going on? So I have a first date tomorrow. I'm very excited. Um, but I am so sick and tired of going on these dates with these men, and I just I keep getting played. They're all players. I'm so tired of it. And I was wondering, is there like a surefire like question I can ask to see, you know, if this is going to be a real thing or if I'm just getting played again. All right. So it's very simple. And there's three aspects of it. The first one is uh, a player will devote all his attention to you almost too much. So you will feel the center of attention. Your ego will be boosted. You will feel on the first date, he's really interested in me, ask you plenty of questions, and will then occupy all the time, not talking about who he is, what he wants, what is his intention, but making you feel like the queen of the party. First red flag, reverse that. When you go on a first date, you've got to focus on the other person, not get asked questions. You don't care. You already know the answers. You want to know who he is. One. Two, uh, ask him about his last girlfriends, uh, what kind of relationship he's had, what he's learned, so you know about his past. And the way he talks about his last girlfriends will be positive or negative. And finally, Women have an intuition that is never wrong. If you feel awkward, not peaceful, if you feel agitated, if you feel something is creepy or too good to be true, it is too good to be true, you just have a dinner and you go home and on to the next, okay? Is it okay to ask him about his ex, though? Is that kind of a weird thing? No, no, no. It's a good thing to ask. So I'm a guy, okay? So let's say we, 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 it's me on the date. So if you ask me casually, like, Simon, um, uh, I wonder just how many people have you loved in your life? How many people you've been in love with, right? Stuff like that. Uh, questions like, have you ever lived with somebody? Have you ever been married? You, you see all kind of questions, but very casually, not, not like a, an exam at school. Casually, softly. A lot of people go on date and get anxious, and then they feel that it was a great date because he or she asked you plenty of questions. A great date for me is not the amount of questions you ask me. It's what do I know about you and how do I feel about you after the date. So we can't just be just passively waiting for questions. We've got to ask questions and be intrigued and interested in the person next to us, okay? Okay, Simon. Thank you so much. I just, I'm so excited I got to talk to you today. So helpful. Well, listen, you're most welcome. That's what I'm here for. Good luck with that date. Call me back if you have any questions, all right? Okay, thank you, Simon. Thank you, thank you. Coming up, I'm going to go answer Cecile Instagram DM question because she found out something about the guy she's talking to that she doesn't know what to make of. So uh, Cecile's DM is next.
So I received an Instagram DM from Cecile at Money Radio, of course, saying, Bonjour, Simon. I just found out that the guy that I'm talking to used to date someone I know, and he cheated on her. So I really like him, but now I'm afraid he'll cheat on me too. So Simon, should I stop seeing him? Please advise. Um, what should you do if you found out somebody you, you're seeing cheated on somebody you know? Give him a chance or not? I'll answer next. So Cecile sent me this uh, DM saying, you know, um, I just found out the guy I'm talking to used to date someone I know, he cheated on her, so I like this guy, but now I'm afraid he's going to cheat on me too. What should I do? Stop seeing him or not? My advice is not to stop seeing him. My advice is to be direct and um, have a conversation about what you know, what happened, um, and then get to know the guy. Don't rush to the ooh-la-la, don't rush to anything. I don't think... Uh, if you ask the right questions and you follow your intuition, you're going to be played or fall into a trap. So, Cecile, if you like the guy, um, you can, you know, people grow out of cheating. People, you know, mature. People self-evolve. People sometimes don't do it again. And some people will, will not evolve. The only way to know is to ask him what happened, why did he do it, and... Uh, and, and, and listen to your intuition. So I would not stop seeing him. I would just be careful and ask him all the questions I want. You call the next. Bonjour, Taylor. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Taylor. What's going on? How can I help you tonight? You know, it's really confusing because I have a boyfriend. We've been together for a year now. But we just never eat together. I mean, it's like we'll have separate meals in separate places. Sometimes I cook, sometimes he ate out. And we're just never on the same page with that. And food is really important to me. So I wanted to know, is that weird? So it, it, how long you been with this guy? We've been together for a year. And in the last year, you guys never shared a meal together? I mean, we do sometimes, but it, it feels like a very special occasion type thing. Maybe we go out to dinner, but, you know, I grew up... In my home, we always had family dinner together, but for some reason, we're just not on the same page. But I'm, I'm, this is a unique situation, indeed. So basically, it's like six o'clock at night, and what do you guys do? Do you eat alone and then you meet him afterwards? How does this work? It's so I don't know. Sometimes I feel like maybe he doesn't like my cooking, or I chew weird or something because I'll make dinner, right? Yep. I sit down, I'm getting ready after cleaning up, because I clean up right after I make it, so I don't have to clean up later. And I'll sit down yep. with my plate, and then he's gone already. He's already ate, and he's gone. He's gone off somewhere. And I just don't understand why he <laughs> won't sit and eat with me. And so, but he, he's leaving without eating any of the food you cooked for him. He'll eat the food sometimes, but sometimes he'll be like, oh, I already ate, or I ate at work, or I don't know. It just makes me feel like... Like I can't cook or something. Interesting. And and how about the ulala? Is he also coming back for the ulala, or he's never coming back after that meal or not meal? <laughs> he does come back for the ulala. <laughs> we spend oh. a lot of time together, but it's just when we're eating, Simon. It's really strange. So, <laughs> two possibilities: a, this guy has a very bad digestion issue. And uh, <laughs> he's afraid to admit it. <laughs> or your cooking is too spicy, too salty. Too, uh, something is off with the cooking. Right? It's either one. But uh, I would ask him. 
What's up with that? I, I would ask him, but there's no reason not to ask him with a good sense of humor and a good vibe. You know, just say, you know, what's going on? I'd love to have dinner with you. And you're always leaving and come back after for the ulala. So you be, you're here before the meal, you out during the meal. Where do you go? And then you're back for the ulala. So, you know, let's give him a chance to explain. Okay. Thank you so much, Simon. Anytime, Teror. Thank you so much for calling and have a good night. Coming up, I'm going to go listen to Amber's voicemail because she has a question about her husband. And so her question is next. If you have a question for me, don't stay alone with it. Leave me a voicemail at 855-905-8255. I'll play it on air, just like for Amber's. Take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. This is Amber. I have a question for you. My husband is a chef, and he makes amazing food, and that is his love language. He loves to make me dinner and meals, and I eat them. But I have gained 25 pounds. And I have tried to tell him that he doesn't only have to love me with food, but he doesn't seem to get it. That seems to be his way that he wants to show his love to me. But, like, this is becoming a problem. So how do I tell him that he can love me in different ways? Or, like, maybe uh, we have to show our love by eating and then working out afterwards. Thank you so much for your help. Okay, this is a good question. Uh, what should you do if your partner is a chef and you're getting weight because of his cooking? <laughs> I'll tell you what to do next. What should you do if you like Amber who left me that voicemail because her husband is a chef and a good one and that's his love language and now she's gained 25 pounds because of it and she doesn't know what to do. So my advice is this. We all have our love languages. There's five of them. It's easy to find that. I'm going to put on my website, therendezvousshow.com. But that aside, uh, the easiest thing to do is not to eat all the food, right? Because, um, you know, we all have the right to enjoy and, and eat in moderation if we feel we, we need to. So my advice is to uh, open up the conversation and just don't make a big deal of it. Just stop eating all the food. Uh, and, and, and then if he gets offended, tell him, listen, this is passive-aggressive, right? Because... We want to stay healthy, so don't worry about it. Just don't just eat what you want and uh, and leave in the rest. You'll understand after a while. It's okay. You know we have to help each other. You call the next. Bonjour, Amy. What's going on tonight? How can I help you? Well, I've been dating my boyfriend for a long time. Um, he's wonderful, and I love him very much. And we're you know we're almost at the point where we're going to get engaged. Um, mm -hmm. And he doesn't make as much money as I do, which is totally fine. He's in a little bit of debt. But the problem is, is that he keeps buying me gifts that I know he just shouldn't. Like, they're out of his price range. He shouldn't be buying me so much stuff. And I don't know how to, like, mm -hmm. tell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Have you ever had this conversation together? No, I don't know how to bring it up. I feel like... We don't like to talk about money, and I know that's probably a big thing too, right? When you're going to go into mm -hmm. forward with someone, it but is. I just don't know how to bring it up without yeah. hurting his feelings. Okay, so I'm a guy. So here's here's what I would would like to hear if I was a guy from you. I would say, Simon, listen, um, you know, I love you. I really like you. Whatever you feel for this guy, and and one of the key things in our relationship for the future will be also how we manage finance. Because, you know, really, and there's a saying, no romance without finance, it's not just funny, it's true. 
the balance of the relationship is based on A, trust, B, money. Uh, if you don't have trust and if you have financial problem, it's very complicated. So you tell him that and then you say, listen, um, uh, I've noticed you buy me, you know, over the top, you know, gifts and it's very nice, but it has to stop. And if he goes, well, what do you mean? I can afford it. And you said, no, you can't. And you tell him the truth right there. And then you say, it's not against you, honey. It's to protect our relationship. If you are doing too much to compensate, it's a waste of time and our money. So from now on, don't worry about it. Just, you know, take it easy. And you show him right there that you don't expect that from him, but you expect truth and safety. And safety comes by being wise with money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like thinking of it as like our future money too. Our future. That's why the R, not me and you, our money. What I mean by that is it's best not to compare who's making more, but just to say we as a couple, we as a relationship, us, not I and you, okay? Yeah, no, thanks. That's very helpful. So, Whew. yeah. And after the conversation, end up with a wonderful, wild ooh to make him feel <laughs> like he's the king. Okay, I'll do my All best. Right. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for calling, Amy, and good luck with that talk. Thank you, Simon. No romance without finance. We got to talk about money together to build a strong relationship. When is it time to talk and how do you talk about it? I'll answer that next. So when do you think you should have the conversation about money? The money talk, the, uh, the one of the most awkward talk to have. When is it? When is the right time? So here's what I think. A, you got to know each other, of course, you know, get each other, you know, like each other, meet each other's friends, you know, uh, know about each other's job, uh, you know, of course, romantic, ooh la la, and all that. And um, before you decide to be exclusive, I think it would be a good time to just explore the, the, the question of money. Because A, you got to like each other, two, you got to trust each other, and three, you got to be able to be comfortable enough to say, let's talk about it. And I think that is to answer the question of when, when you decide to be exclusive, and before you, actually before you decide to become exclusive, you gotta have a sense of, of what each other feels and, and makes. And so, how do you have this talk now? How do you have this difficult talk? I'm gonna tell you my, my advice uh, on this next. So first, when it comes to money, uh, you have to get to know each other's kind of financial strategy and, and where you are before you become exclusive and get to the next step. That's the when, that's part of that talk. And then how to do it, ask questions about how do you feel about you know financial stability. What have you learned from uh, the past financially? Um, and then and then the question that you both kind of worry about, uh, and and you just laugh and you say I, I I don't mean to be you know awkward. Just and then ask, I just you know here's what I make. How much you making? And I know it's difficult, but this is not an ugly question. This is a healthy question to build a healthy relationship. Remember, there is nothing dirty to ask to somebody or vulgar, hey, this is what I'm making, how much you're making, kind of rough estimate, right? And, and once you talk about this, you'll feel the vibe, maybe not all at once, little by little, but you gotta have the talk, start by asking questions. How do you feel about this? You go the next. Bonjour, Alison. Bonjour, Simon, how are you? Good, welcome to the rendezvous. So, uh, something romantic happened to you, tell me what it is. Oh, well, see, about two months ago, I injured my back, and I've been having a really hard time. I haven't been working, and my boyfriend shows up 
you know, about a week ago with a mm-hmm. card and a basket, and it says recovery kit on it. And I'm going through it, and it has an Amazon gift card, candy, an ice pack, a heating pack, muscle rub, and then it says, you know, wait for part two or part two coming soon. And the next morning, we're eating breakfast before work, and a moving truck comes up the driveway. And I'm, we're both looking at each other, and it ends up, I had been mattress shopping about a month ago to find something to help my back, and the mattress was too expensive. I couldn't buy it. Uh-huh. So he ended up going and buying it for me behind my back as a surprise. And let wow. me tell you, this has been the best week of sleep for my back I've had in months. Listen, I, I got to ask, how did that make you feel? I... I'm not letting him go. He is the nicest guy in the world, and it, it's not material things. He does, you know, all the emotional things, too. So it just makes me feel complete to know that somebody cares when I'm down and out, that they'll be there, and they're not going to run away because I can't work or I can't cook dinner. That's it. That's it. Now, remember, love is 360. So you got to also make him feel the way, the way he makes you feel. Oh, I do. Believe me, I do. <laughs> I take I good care of him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, it's good. La vie est belle. Life is good. All right. Alison, thank you so much for sharing that story and have a good night. Thanks. You too, Simon. Let's finish the show with a great question. Dating someone who's separated but not yet divorced. Okay or no way. Coming up next. Dating someone who's separated but not yet divorced. Okay or no way. I posted that on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Very easy to follow me at Rendezvous Radio in one word. Uh, 36% of you said okay. 64% of you voted no way. <laughs> and uh, I say okay. You know, if people are officially separated, especially if they live in two different places, divorce can take years. You can't wait for years. So my advice, if people are already living in two separate homes, it's okay to date. And that's my last advice. Thank you so much. Et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.